0: Visit the Vendor Process Training Center to enroll in your choice of 55 plus training sessions that will help you and your team avoid fraud, compliance fines, and bad vendor data. Or just sign up to get access to Vendor Process FAQs and to attend weekly drop-in live Q&A sessions. Visit training.deborahrrichardson.com today. The link will be in the show notes. So, getting ready for tax season now also means being alert for fraudsters posing as the IRS, either by voice uh, or in letters and notices, and then also in text messages. So if you want to hear what the IRS wants you to know about avoiding tax scams uh, by knowing what the IRS won't do and also what you should do if you want to verify a scam or report a tax scam. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 261, tips from the IRS to avoid tax scams this tax season. Now, this information can be both for consumers, so for you as an individual taxpayer, but I also believe it can be for businesses because I will tell you, I remember as a practitioner and most of you, if you've listened to my podcast episodes for a while, you know I used to be a practitioner and we would send out mm, between 24,000 and 30,000 1099s. Per year, way less ten forty twos, but we sent those out too. And so, yes, we had instances where we were dealing with the IRS for some reason or another. And I just remember hating getting those phone calls from the IRS. Now, I will tell you uh, that we never got a uh, a visit from an IRS agent. But I do know that the IRS has uh, recently ended the uh, IRS agent coming on site. And these are those unannounced uh, revenue officer visits, and they recently changed his policy due to the rise in tax scams and really just taxpayer confusion over verifying an IRS's uh, employee's identity. So they stopped doing that, but they still have to reach out to you. And so the Frosters know this. And today we're going to take a look at the uh, advice or the tips that's coming directly from the IRS about how to avoid scams from frosters posing as the IRS. Now, I will tell you, I am taking this information from um, two different sites, uh, the IRS report phishing and online scam sites, and then also the IRS tax scam uh, slash consumer alerts site. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to both of these sites. Also, I am going to put a link in the show notes to the E or the IRS E-News subscriptions where you can uh, sign up to receive email alerts for the tax tips or IRS tax tips. And those are the email alerts that will include any uh, tax scams or new tax scams or tax scams alerts that the IRS sends out, which by the way is how I was alerted to the ones that I'm going to go over today. All right. So I am going to talk about three different types of uh, scams that the IRS uh, has talked about and talked about ways to avoid it, or really three different ways that the Frosters can contact you. So the first one is is smishing or text message scams. And yes, I did include this because one, I know of quite a few accounts payable teams that have cell phones versus like regular desk phones. So that's one. And then two is even if that's not your department, maybe you as an uh, as an accounts payable manager or supervisor or your accounts payable manager or supervisor may have a cell phone uh, and the fraudsters, right, may have those cell phone numbers. So yes, I'm including this one. So the IRS says that they will not contact you by text message and ask you for personally identifiable information or financial information uh, via links to fake websites, right? To steal that personally identifiable information or financial information. So they're just not going to ask you for that information. um, And the fraudsters do that. And they ask you They do it via links to the fake website so you can enter it in. So the IRS will not do that. The next one is the fraudsters in that text message, uh, text, text message scam may want you to click on a link, uh, not to go to a fake website, but To download malware on your phone. Now, another thing that they can do in the text message is sometimes the text message will include a telephone number, um, and the IRS wants you to know that that telephone number never goes to the IRS because the uh, uh, fraudsters have a way to um, uh, hack or uh, cover replace the phone uh the name of the phone with the with a realistic right IRS um name so you think you're calling the IRS and same thing if you get a phone call from them too right so they can spoof the phone number that's what i was uh what i was trying to say and so um and this Uh, if they do that, right, send you a text text message and then ask you to call a phone number. That's what's known as a hybrid um, phishing scam. So they will uh, contact you via one phishing method and then have you uh, contact them via uh, another phishing mes- uh, method. And so this case, they're contacting you via text message, which is called smishing. And then they want you to call them on the phone. And that method is called vishing because it's voice. And phishing, uh, uh, as you all know, is the frosters contacting you via Uh, email. So we've got phishing, smishing, and vishing. And so the fraudsters may include a phone number uh, for you to contact them, either if they contact you via text message, or if they contact you via email first, uh, and then have you call them. And that's really hybrid um, phishing. But to avoid this scam, the IRS wants you to know that they will never first contact a taxpayer via a text message. They will first contact you by mail through the U.S. Postal Service. But let me just say that with all of this fake uh, text messages, um, not just potentially from the IRS, but from other sources as well. It's just surprising to me that they didn't just flat out say, we will never contact you by text message, only that uh, the first contact will usually be by US Postal Service with a letter or notice. Now, the second scam that we're gonna talk about is telephone scams, uh, having the fraudsters contact you by telephone posing as the IRS. Now for this one, the IRS also says that they will never initiate a phone call without first sending you a letter or notice. So it's the same thing that they say about uh, smishing or the text messages. Now, if you receive a call from a fraudster that is impersonating or pretending or posing to be an IRS agent, what they'll do is they'll be, number one, very aggressive. Um, they will use fake names and they'll give you bogus IRS ID badge numbers, right? Again, in hopes of stealing your taxpayer money or personal uh, information. And the IRS wants you to know that one, the caller ID is going to look like it's the IRS calling, but again, the fraudsters can spoof that. Also, the IRS wants you to know that the uh, Frosters can know a lot about you when they contact you or a lot about your company. And keep in mind, a lot of information about your company is already online, especially if you are a public company and uh, maybe you are W-9, you have that up on your website. So now they have your EIN number. And so they have all of that when they call you to make it seem like a legitimate call Now once they get you on the phone uh, or let's say you uh, the phone you don't answer your phone and it goes to voicemail then it's they're going to leave an urgent callback request. Now if you contact them back using again that spoofed um, phone number fraudulent phone number that looks like the IRS, Um, Once they get you on the phone or if you answer the phone, they are going to tell you that you or your company owes money and it needs to be paid promptly, of course, through a gift card or wire transfer. And if you don't pay it, now they're going to threaten you with arrest, deportation. I guess if, again, if you are personal, because this can be personal or business, And if you are a business, they can threaten suspension of a business or suspension of your personal driver's license. Um, And they do want to, or the IRS wants you to know that the caller will become hostile and insulting. Um, On the other end though, instead of like threatening you because you owe money, they may tell you that you have a refund due and try to... Uh, trick you into sharing your private information, I suppose, right? giving them financial information so that they can issue the refund. Now, here's what the IRS wants you to know that they will never do so that you know um, that it is a fraudster. So the IRS does not call you to demand immediate payment using a specific payment method, such as a prepaid debit card, gift card, or wire transfer. Um, Again, the IRS will normally mail you first, uh, send you a notification uh, and a bill if you owe taxes. And then they also will never threaten to bring in local police or other law enforcement groups to have you arrested, right, for not paying They also will not demand payment without giving you the opportunity to question or appeal the amount they say you owe. Uh, And then lastly, they'll never ask you for credit or debit card numbers over the phone. Uh, I do want to point out, too, that, you know, the fraudsters, they just have no bottom. Um, The IRS says that some of them have the ability to use video relay services uh, to try to scam the deaf and hard of hearing individuals. I mean, how low can they go? All right. So that's uh telephone scams. And now let's um let's talk about mailing scams. And I saved this for last specifically because both the text messaging or smishing scams and also the phone scams say that the IRS will not contact them uh or contact you first. With either of those uh, methods, they will first contact you by mail. And so as you can guess, the frosters are over that, all over that too. And so let's talk about um, mailing scams. And mailing scams can be tricky because that is where you are expecting the IRS to notify you or your business. And let me just say, though, that with the mailing scams, um, you know, maybe the fraudsters might get to you quicker than the, uh, actual legitimate IRS letter or notification or notice. Because if you're like what my company was like when I was a practitioner, we had payroll that was submitting um, IRS uh, forms and and data, and we were doing it on the 1099 side. And it was like the last address that uh, that they received from the last form that they received that's the address that any of their notifications or letters would go to. And so we were always chasing. And so was payroll too, always chasing um, where the notification that we were expecting um, would would go or did go. And so uh, the fraudsters may not have that issue, right? Because they uh, know what your address is and they're not going to, uh, they're going to, uh, directly send it to you versus sending it to like the payroll address uh, if that's in a separate um, uh, location, which ours was. And so we always had to call around and so did they. But, and if you're the same way, you're not going to have that problem or the fraudster is not going to have that problem because they're going to send it directly to you. All right. So let's talk about mailing sc- uh, scam. So how do you know that that letter or notice that you received via US Postal Service via mail is valid. So, the best thing that you can do as a business and as a business, you should have an IRS online account is to log into that secure IRS online account and see if a copy of the notice or letter is in their file. Now, the IRS recognizes that the uh, notice or letter can look very legitimate because the Frosters know what they look like. And so they do a great job of uh, impersonating that letter or replicating a legitimate uh, letter or notice. And so the best way is to uh, log into your business's account or your account for the business and verify that notice or letter is in the file. Now, if for some reason you're not able to authenticate it, or maybe you're not able to uh, log into that business account, then the IRS says to contact their customer service department directly. And so they do have a business number. Many of you may be very familiar with it already. Um, That number is 1-800-829-4933, and they are are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, local time. Now, I know those of you, when I said call on the phone, everybody went up because I know I've waited on the phone for, um, in some cases, almost an hour. And I'm trying to think if there were cases where I waited longer than an hour, probably, and I just can't remember it, but you can be on the phone for a long time, um, just waiting on someone to answer but, um, it does beat, uh, falling, uh, uh, being a victim to uh fraud. All right. So those are the three that I want to go over. And I'm going over those three because those are the, uh, uh, scams that came in uh, two tax tip emails. Because again, I am signed up under the e-news subscriptions for tax tips. And that's where the scam alerts come from. And those are the three that they talked about. But I will tell you that if you click on the uh, links that are in the show notes, the one for tax scams and consumer alerts, you'll find more types of scams, uh, and that is uh, email scams, and then also uh, fax scams uh, as well. So, and it's really a combination of uh, the tax scam slash consumer alerts uh, link that I have, and also the report phishing uh, link that I have. You'll find more types of scams, including uh, email, fax, and they also have one here if you're over payroll for like W two. So, just make sure that uh, that you um, uh, check both of those pages out because they really do a great job of talking about how to handle suspicious or unsolicited communication from, uh, the IRS. Now, speaking of suspicious, uh, if you think that there is a fraud or a scam or what you received either, um, Smishing, right? Text message, phone call, or, you know, uh, phone uh, voicemail, or a letter or notice in the mail, or the three or two that didn't go over the uh, fax and also email, or really any type of fraud uh, that uh, communication that you think is fraudulent, then the IRS wants you to contact them and let them know. So that email address that they want you to send that to is phishing at irs.gov. All right. So those are the tax scams, uh, that I wanted to cover on this podcast, uh, the smishing or text message, uh, scams, the telephone scams, and then also the, uh, scams related to receiving fraudulent letters and notices in the mail. Now, again, please click, Click on the uh, links in the show notes to find more scams and more information um, on uh, tax scams. And also make sure that you sign up for uh, the e-news subscription uh, tax tips, because that is the one where you will get the uh, tax scams or tax alerts uh, reported uh, to you via email. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 261st episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.